0: and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. Today, we actually have a really epic chick who I've been following on social media for a while. Keisha Fitzgerald is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, speaker, and podcaster who's on a mission to help women unapologetically share their voice and message with the world. She's found that what's often holding women back is the thoughts that they think about who they are and what they're capable of. So she takes her knowledge from working with hundreds of, entre- hundreds of entrepreneurs paired with her high-energy, bubbly personality and a come-with-me, let's-figure-this-out-together approach to light a fire under their booty and get out of their own way and go, yes, I love yes. all of it. Welcome, welcome. Jessica, I am so excited
1: to be here and jam on all the things and I'm hype. So thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm so stoked that you're here with me. But before we jump in, yeah. why don't you just give us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah. So
1: I feel like a lot of your listeners might be able to connect with this feeling. And maybe you've had this too, where I did kind of what society expected me to do. So I went to college, I got the job, I started working my way up the corporate ladder. And because we often become a byproduct of the expectations of our peer group, I felt like what I was doing was like quote unquote normal, but internally I was like constantly pushing down this gut feeling that was telling me that I wasn't on an aligned path for me. Um, but I worked in the corporate world. I, I worked in corporate recruiting and IT staffing and technical project management. And I actually really loved my jobs, but I I just always knew that something was off and I couldn't figure out what it is. And I, I wanted something more, not meaning that being an entrepreneur is more than working in the corporate world, but I just wanted something that felt like it was like me being a full expressive version of myself. I'm very like loud extrovert, like all over the place. So being in a technical project management, um, working with predominantly men, uh, that were 20 years older than me, like I just knew it wasn't the right fit for me. You know, I just knew that that wasn't what I want to spend my time doing, but I didn't know what to do. And that's often how we feel as entrepreneurs when you're just, Starting something, you're like, but like, do I invent something? Like, what do I do? How am I going to leave? Like, I I make six figures in this job. Like, can I just leave? Like, everything's good, but is it weird and wrong that I want great? And that was kind of where I was at in my life. So I started my first business was actually on the side of my corporate job in network marketing. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my now fiance and I were living in the greater Seattle area. He got into NYU dental school, so we moved to New York City. I started working at Google, and I was building this little side hustle before and after work. Um, with this idea of like, wait a second, this could end up being my full-time thing. And I supported us for four years while he went through dental school, ended up building that business, left the corporate world in April of 2015. And I did what like a lot of entrepreneurs do, right. Where you jump and you're like, I'm so pumped. And then as soon as you do it, you're like, Oh, I'm freaking out. And you realize, (laughs) right. Like how funny is it when you, if for anyone that's listening to this, that has built something as a side hustle. You realize when you jump into full-time entrepreneurship, all of a sudden things that took me like 15 minutes to do were now taking me two hours to do because I had this space mm-hmm. and I was just so, unprodu- like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was all over the place. I had a lot of doubts, but I was really excited, which kept me going and helped me build A really large business there, Um, and then we moved to San Diego from New York City after my fiance graduated from dental school. And I decided this was going to be the time that I started to pivot out of what I was doing because that gut feeling came up. I was like, "This doesn't feel aligned for me anymore. I want to do something else." So I started my podcast, Empower Her, two and a half years ago. From that, developed a membership community. Now I've helped hundreds of women launch podcasts through our course. I help women monetize, grow, scale their podcasts. I've done a lot of speaking and. I've had a lot of twists, turns, bumps along the way. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Ugly cries on the bathroom floors, and like really high highs, and just run, you know, rolling with that roller coaster of entrepreneurship. Um, And now we live in Austin, Texas, with our dog, and we're just trying to figure it out. Which is just how we're doing this for life, right? It's always a figuring it out game. So that's where I'm at now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I definitely have very similar story, and I'm, like you said, I'm sure. So many of the women who are running businesses are like you and I, who are passionate and who want to find something fulfilling and who were in really successful jobs before we even did this, because that's the kind of person that we are.
1: Yeah, so true. And, and well, it, it's hard because I think a lot of times we see people and like stories on social media, even in stories that you hear people on podcasts where they had this massive back against the wall, mm-hmm. forced to make a change situation. And it's super insp- inspiring. Like I love watching movies and reading books and hearing stories of people that have done that, but that wasn't my story at all. Like right. I had a really good job. I liked my managers. I liked my career trajectory. Like working at Google was awesome, but it's like. Is it, is it right when you've got this gut feeling that you're trying to smush down and tell yourself like, well, but like, everything's good. Is it okay that I want more? It's like, gosh, you got to go. Like if that's, if that's what's on your heart. So, um, I totally hear you on that. And it's been, it's, it's hard to go from good to great. Um, it's hard to go from back against the wall to taking action too, but it's a different kind of hard.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like hearing more about your story just shows that like, I think you're the perfect person to chat about right now, this topic of falling in love with the process because like Uh. it starts when you, you know, when you started your business, but it's never ending, right? We're always in that process. We're always, if we're living intentionally and powerfully, we're always creating and evolving and growing. Yeah. Yeah. uh, where do we even start with the conversation? Talk to me a little bit about like, what were, what would, what did you notice at the beginning of your journey in terms of the challenges of falling in love with the process? Cause there's yeah. so many of them.
1: Yeah. So one of the things for me and because I know a lot of women that listen to this podcast that are entrepreneurs. And one of the things that's my personal pet peeve in entrepreneurship is when behind closed doors, we create this idea in our head, we sit in this analysis paralysis, like stage of trying to create and make it perfect. Cause we think that perfect quote unquote perfect, which is so subjective is going to, you know, somehow make us not, you know, we're not going to have other people's reaction to it. Like th- somehow we can make it perfect and then it's going to be great. And in reality, it's what I learned early on was I'm going to do my best to be very transparent and to cultivate community And then I'm just going to ask my community what they actually want, and then I'm going to go create what they actually want, and I'm going to co-create with them. And I'm going to decide that my goal as an entrepreneur is to essentially be someone who's so open um, and feels like I just had this come with me, we're figuring this out together, rather than like, look at me, I've got this all figured out type of approach to business to podcasting, to posting on social media, and it made it so much easier and more fulfilling. So Mm -hmm. straight out the gates, I think it's like, sometimes we think like, I'm going to create this perfect thing and then I'm going to share it with the world and everyone's going to want to buy it. But it not only is that not as fun and not as fulfilling, it also doesn't create this like, connection with your audience where they get to feel like they're part of it. And I don't care if you have a hundred followers on Instagram or a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, it doesn't make a difference. It's more so like, how can people feel like they're part of it? And that early on was something that I did that helped me fall in love with the process straight out the gates where I was like, okay, I'm just going to focus on building community, adding as much free value as I possibly can. And to be honest, when I started my company that I have now, I had no idea what it was going to be. Like I was like, I want to start a company. I know I want to help women get their voices out into the world. Like I just think so many people have stories and I need to connect them together. And I don't really know how, and I don't know what the products are going to be, but I'm just going to start. I'm going to start this podcast. I'm going to stay ruthlessly consistent. I'm going to add value. I'm going to ask people what they want. And then I'm going to say, I'm not afraid to say, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to figure this out with you. Would would you like this? Would you like this? Let me tweak, let me tweak, let me tweak. Right. And that that feels so much more fulfilling. And I think a lot of us struggle because we're just waiting until that launch or waiting until that thing can come out into the world. And we're like, then I'm going to be happy. Then I'm going to be excited. And we're going to base our happiness off of other people's feedback to what we create. But right. gosh, what about the journey of it all, right? So I think in entrepreneurship, that's how I've focused on falling in love with the process is I'm just focused on how can I connect with the right person that I'm most excited to serve? What are the problems that I'm most excited to help her navigate? Well, the person that I want to help, she's got that gut feeling that she wants more. She wants more fulfillment, more enlightenment, like more excitement in her life. And I need to help her get her mindset in check to get out of her own damn way and do it. And um, that's helped a ton. And then I also have like a whole other philosophy of kind of like how I do this in life in general. But from an entrepreneurship perspective, that's been really helpful for me.
0: Yeah, and I think I I love 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 that point and sort of flipping the way because it is true. We all we do get caught up in we get caught up in the process rather than falling in love with it, right? We get caught up in making it what we think it should be. But I think there's a big piece of this that comes up in so many conversations that we have on this podcast. So I want to ask you what you think about it. A big piece of what you've just shared is trust. Trust that you're going to be able to figure it out as you go, that it doesn't have to be perfect. So talk to me about- What's your philosophy on that? And how do you move through that? And And
1: I love that you brought this up because it's so foundational. And I think it's everything that I do in my life. My actual main focus is confidence building. That's Mm. it. So I like to think of confidence. Like you've got a bucket essentially, right? So every time that you show up and you do the thing that you said that you're going to do after the thing that you said and is gone, it's like, you're putting a deposit into your confidence bucket, like plop, 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 plop. Right filling up your confidence bucket. So that way, when someone on Instagram makes a comment to you or your aunt is like, I don't get your business or your sister doesn't support you, or you have an epic, just like fail of something. And you just feel like you suck. And you do that ugly cry on your bathroom floor, like spiral down. Just like, think I suck it. I don't, I shouldn't be an entrepreneur. I should just quit and go work on an Island in like a tiki hut. Like, you know, we all do that. We all yeah. do it. That's real life. Yeah. Um. But when you're so fo- like foundationally focused on building confidence first, Then even when those things happen, it feels like essentially for sake of this analogy, you've got this bucket, like you got hit on the side and a little bit like sloshes out of your confidence bucket, but you've been so focused on the tiny little like deposits into it that you never actually are empty ever. Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate goal is because when you have that confidence in yourself, then you're actually starting to believe in your ability to figure it out. And it's so hard for those of you that are listening to this, that are brand new in this space. Like I know Jessica, you can attest to this too it's so much harder at the very, very beginning because you have no proof that you can look back on and say, see, last time I went through this, it worked out. You have none of that proof. So you're in this like anchor experience building opportunity of like, right now it's the hardest because you have to trust and just believe that you were gifted this vision because you're also gifted the resourcefulness to figure it out. You just have to trust. And it's so difficult. Um, What helps me on like a practical standpoint is I like to think about like, You know, we always have this massive, especially like you mentioned, women that listen to this podcast, ambitious, go-getter women, you're driven, you're hungry for more. You, you do see this potential, right? Even if you doubt yourself where you've got this big vision of where you want to go. And for me, I am so far from where I want to go. It's like, I can't, I like, I literally, I'm not qualified to be that person yet, Because I'm qualifying myself in the process to become that person. And then that person, my goals are just going to change, right? They're going to evolve. And I'm always going to be chasing that. But what I do from a practical standpoint is I get really intentional about where I am now and where I want to go. And I look at that space, which is massive, and I decide to label it as something that's actually going to serve me. So I'm like, okay, I can say overwhelming. I can say, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there. I can say, how long is this going to take? But if I'm asking myself those questions, I'm going to have to answer those questions. Crappy questions, crappy answers, right? And you start to spiral downwards. Instead, I'm like, what if I focus on what do I need to do today? Like this micro focus, what do I need to do today to win the day? And what's that macro vision of where I want to go? And I'm essentially dancing between those two very cautiously labeling that space. But then on a micro standpoint, I'm setting myself up daily to win, which means that like right now, you know, being pregnant, what you can do now at this stage of your pregnancy is so different than what you could do before you were pregnant, just in terms of energy, right. And where your priorities lie in terms of how you can take care of your health. We just went through a massive season. My fiance lost his dad. Mm. And it was so tough. And I remember just a week prior, I could crush out like six, you know, calls, I could do podcast mm-hmm. interviews at the wazoo. And what I had to literally do when I folk, when I went to that micro focus, like, what do I need to do today to win the day? It was like, show up to this call with your best energy, drink water, walk 10,000 steps sleep. Like right. it was that focus, And it was, and so it was almost like evaluating that season that you're in mm-hmm. and saying, what's the micro focus of how I can win today to focus back to your original question of, of trusting yourself. Trusting, I'm gonna make this like criteria of what success is for me today in this season, not what I did last week, not when the circumstances were different, but today and crush that. And gosh, then you've got that confidence, then you've got that trust that when you doubt yourself, which you will do 800 million times mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, duh, right? Um, but you just believe, I but I can figure this out. I believe that I can figure this out. And you've tested it over and over again.
0: Yeah, I love that. And something that I'm hearing when you're talking about that focus and sort of having yeah. that bigger vision, but really focusing on like the season you're in and what's going yeah, on today. Like, a big thing that I hear that I know also a lot of female entrepreneurs struggle with is compassion, self-compassion. Yeah. And I think yeah. when I think about falling in love with the process, it feels like, it feels like such a relief to go from this, like, mm. boom, 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 boom. I need to get this. I need this, to like, okay, what season am I in and yeah. how can I Fall in love with that season, even. Yeah. Like, what's your talk to me a little bit about like bringing compassion into the process? Yeah. yeah. I think it is really just understanding that
1: for me, I'm really motivated by this concept of like extension benefit, meaning mm-hmm. who else is going to benefit as a byproduct of me going for it, right? And I like to think about it in like my immediate circle, right? The people that I love so much, like my fiance, like for those of you that are moms that are listening, your family, like your close mm-hmm. friends. Um, but then I also like to think of this concept of like, if I'm doing it for me, I'm also doing it for her too. The woman out there who's watching my example, who needs to see someone with my situation, my circumstances, um, go for it to believe that she can go for whatever her vision is too. So when you're struggling or when you feel like you're sucking and you're new, doing something new and you're just like, oh, like this is so hard and you want to beat yourself up because we are so critical of ourselves, especially as ambitious go getter women, right? Um, I have to remind myself, this is what I share of how I'm learning how to give myself radical compassion and Mm. give myself grace because other women are also counting on me doing this. So it's not just about me having to get myself out of this funk or just about me trying to get my mindset, right. But it's because I'm living, breathing proof. I'm a testimony of what's possible for other people. Those Mm. people in my life, that maybe don't want to be entrepreneurs, but they just get to see someone who's working through how hard it is to human, just to like human in general sometimes. So I'm very conscious of understanding that I have to sometimes come outside of myself where it's not just like, Oh, Keisha, like you had a bad day today. Like, Like, I'll let myself whine. I'll let myself like do a little ugly cry on the bathroom floor. Like the kind where you're, you know, mascara and your snot getting your mouth, like (laughs) you do that. I'll do that. But then it's like, but you owe it to yourself and you owe it to all of these other people that are benefiting watching you figure this out. to to try and show up and you need to give yourself the compassion that you would want them to give to themselves because you're literally an example. And some people, they don't care what you say, but they watch what you do. And I think about that with my own parents even, right? Like, I don't remember a lot of the stuff that my parents told me, but I do remember the examples that they modeled and what I took from that. And that's the type of radical responsibility that I want to take as a human. I'm not going to tell my future kids, be compassionate with yourself and not be compassionate with myself and think that they're actually going to believe that.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I and I feel like something that I hear there is zooming out, right? Like getting mm. out of your own shit. And there's there's a difference. What I also want to say to listeners is like, yeah, be in the suck. Like that it's okay mm. for it to suck. It's gonna suck and be hard sometimes. But yeah. that idea of zooming out of what's happening within you, whether it's through this idea of like benefit extension or or just thinking, you know, what is actually what's when I go like, what's that thing? It's like, um, you see the diagram, it's like a big circle and a tiny circle inside. And it's like, this is how big I think my problem is, but yep. this is really how big it is. Mm, and yeah. really like stepping out. And I think in terms of falling in love with the process, there's so many things that come up along the way that feel so big. And when yeah. we zoom out in that way, for whatever, whatever motivates us to do that, we can see that like, well, actually there's something a lot bigger happening that's a yeah. part of this. And it's like, It's thinking about too, how often we catastrophize when we're in a
1: low, right? Mm -hmm. We're like a bad five minutes turns into a bad day because then our brain is scanning for things to confirm whatever we believe, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I spilled my coffee on my white shirt. And then of course I got stuck in traffic. And then this person did blah, blah, blah. And it's like, now we're all of a sudden priming our brains to scan for the entire day. And then we wonder why we're not in love with the process because we're wishing away the days. We're literally deciding at 9am that this whole day is going to suck. But in reality, it's like, how could you have a bad morning? Like you're human, you can have a bad morning, but like, what if you just decided I'm not willing to have a bad whole day because I have personally, I lost two friends close to me at the age of 30 and, um, you don't have to lose someone close to you to know this, but like, there are people that would love the opportunity to have this day that we're all gifted. Mm -hmm. And when you put it into perspective, not in a morbid way, but in a very powerful way of like, gosh, you have this Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Like you have this day Mm-hmm. And why are you going to waste it wishing away until the next day? I, I refuse to ever write off a day. So it does make you fall in love with the process rather than what the process is going to produce, because right. I'm not waiting until I get there to feel proud or waiting until I get there, wherever there is, because there is going to change. Cause once I get there along the way, you know, back to your point about trust, I have built up this trust. I have built up this confidence. So once I get there, I can look back at the path that I took and be like, yes, that was worth it. Let's go for the next thing. But you rob yourself of that opportunity to feel fulfilled in the path and you rob other people the opportunity to get to watch you. If you're beating yourself up and you're constantly just sitting in this like negative spiral and you're riding off your days, like it's, you deserve it for yourself to be fulfilled and happy, but other people deserve to see you show up and do the thing that you feel called to do, especially as entrepreneurs, you have gifts that you want to share with the world. You have problems that you want to solve. Like people need you. So it's your job to figure this out. You know.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Absolutely. And you said something that really caught my attention. That was something about basically falling in love with like the days rather than like the end product. You know what I mean? And, um, that makes me think of the idea of non-attachment, which I think is really powerful in this conversation too. So not attaching to that one shitty thing that happened in the morning, and letting it ruin your day, or in this case, you know, not attaching to whatever the final product is and just, yeah, I I don't know, having the trust to let it build, but do you see non-attach, like, how do you experience or maybe bring non-attachment to what you do? Yeah. So I think because
1: I have a bigger, cause it's kind of like that dance that I was mentioning of like that Mm focus, micro focus, macro vision, that it's actually a constant moving target that it's impossible for me to attach onto an end goal because I don't know ever what the end goal is going to be because I'm obsessed with knowing that I'm never going to be qualified for what I want because I'm going to qualify myself in the process. Hmm. And then when I get there, I'm not going to feel feel like I'm qualified for what I want next. So I don't attach to a specific thing because it's like, yeah, for example, say I want to write a book. I don't want to, I'm not doing that in the season of my life right now, but I do. But once I do, I'm also thinking about how can I love the process of writing a book So I can be an example of someone who loves the process of writing a book to benefit other people and that I can enjoy my day-to-day because that's the day that I'm gifted. And when I write that book, now I'm going to feel like I'm not qualified for the next vision. How am I going to do this book tour or how am I going to do X, Y, Z, or how am I going to turn this into a speed, whatever, right? Because I'm constantly... It's not like I'm constantly striving to this point of like, ooh, I have to keep running. But -hmm. it's like, it's more of a flow state of saying, I don't know what I want next. And I'm okay with not being the person that can handle it yet because I actually need this space in between. Mm -hmm. So I'm not attached to waiting until I get there to feel good because every time that I get quote unquote there, I'm dreaming up the next thing, right? So it's like, how can I instead think about it in this, this frame of like, What can I celebrate on a day-to-day basis? What are the tiny little things along the way that I can make sure that I'm savoring every single stage because this stage that you're in right now. And I tell this to myself all the time, especially in tough seasons where I'm like this stage, you need this stage in order to handle what's coming next, because I don't want to get where I want to go, you know, my vision right now. And then it just spontaneously combusts because I don't believe in myself enough because I didn't have enough time in between to build confidence. And it's so interesting. Cause I actually like brought this up. I do a podcast mastermind where I help women grow, scale monetize their podcasts and start the podcast. And I was like, all right, ladies, like how many of you would love to have 1 million downloads on your podcast this month? And like the chat is just going, Hey, They're like, yeah, me, 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 me. And I was like, really? I wouldn't, I, I am not, I don't have the, I'm confident, but I do not have the confidence to have that many eyes on me yet and still stay true right. to who I am because I'm learning so much in real time. Right. I don't want to have 1 million people that are coming into my inbox. I don't know where to put those people and to, for them to have the experience that I want them to have. I don't have the team to support that type of influx of a community. I'm not ready for that yet. Does that mean that I want it and I'll go get it? Hell yeah. I have no doubt in my mind. I don't care when I'm not attached to that when I'm attached to making sure that the journey and the full experience for me and how I can show up for different priorities in my life, that I've got the time to kind of manage that. So I don't want things, Amazon prime instant gratification. Mm -hmm. um, So I don't get attached to the goal or to the timeline of the goal, which is like, it's a free way to do this
0: because entrepreneurship is hard
1: enough. Like, let's not make it more complicated. Right. Right.
0: It's, there's a really interesting balance between I don't know if humility is the right word and like empowering yourself in what you're saying, that I think is really cool. And I really like the way you think about that because it is true. Every season we go through is preparing us for something different. But I like the idea of bringing that into the experience of the process and reminding ourselves continually. Like the first thing I thought when you said, Do I want a million downloads? I'm like, Well, yeah, that would be great. But like, how am I monetizing that? Like, is that just like a waste of downloads at that point? Because I don't even know what to do with it. You know, like, so I I love that idea of thinking like, if it happened great, but like, I don't want to wish for something that I'm not yet prepared for, which I just, I think it's so counter to the way that people talk in this space Mm -hmm. right now.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: and it's so interesting too, because it's such a personal question to ask yourself. Like
1: for me I don't want a map. I want to grow my business crazy, right? Of course I do. I want to make massive amounts of impact, but I'm not willing to get to some arbitrary milestone that I created because that's what we're doing, right? As entrepreneurs, we're creating these milestones for ourselves. Some of us, We're absorbing it from what we think we quote unquote should want from society, from Instagram, from this person that we follow. We think we should want the same things as them. But in reality, I'm like, I don't want something that I don't actually enjoy the process because I'm not willing to give up my happiness in pursuit of anything. Because if I wanted to do that, I would go do something else. Like I signed up for this lifestyle, which is hard and challenging in its own ways, but because it gives you the opportunity to create the path that you actually want. And my biggest fear is not failing. It's, it's regret of not doing the things that I wanted to do. And I know that if I burn myself
0: out, I'm robbing myself and I'm robbing other people and I'm not willing Mm -hmm. to do that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you bring up such an important point that we give ourselves such arbitrary standards that we're following throughout the process, throughout the experience, throughout entrepreneurship. And it's so important to just, I say in my community all the time, make your own damn rules. We make our own rules. You make your own goals. You're completely defining your own trajectory in the way that you're getting there. And it is very different than the way people talk, I think, right now about goal setting and and building your business. But you're entirely in completely fulfilled by that. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like I really want to challenge listeners after listening to this episode to sit down and like, really rethink, like, what are you going after and why, like, why does that freaking matter to you? And are you being fulfilled on, on the road to getting there? And if you're not, how can you change it? What do you change to get there?
1: And it's so like people, skip over, like they get so caught up in the how often, like, how am I going to do this? Or what's it going to look like? But it's like, if your why is strong enough, your how will figure itself out. Like the how is never the problem. Like, especially, you know, helping podcasters, a lot of them struggle with like the technical side of things. They're so worried about the technical thing. I'm like, you will figure the tech thing is not that hard. You're choosing to catastrophize because you think that it's going to keep you safe so that you won't go do the thing that you want to do. Because as humans, we're wired to want that familiarity. We want that comfort zone. So we think like, oh, I'll just I'll just set this goal that I don't even actually want because then other people will clap for my goal. And then I'll just say that I'm working on that goal. But if it doesn't feel aligned, you're never going to get there. And if you do, you're not even going to want it. You're going to look around and be like, I worked this hard. I sacrificed so much to get here. And like I arrived, but this wasn't even the right like goal for me. So I love that you said that. And I just hope everybody does that, right? Of like actually going back and saying like, Hey, am I doing what I want to do? Or am I doing what I think I should want? I'm not just in business. Like we honestly, my fiance and I have been together. Random personal story that I'll tie up <laughs> real quick is we've been together for 12 and a half years. And when we got engaged, I had already been in like 15 weddings. Our, so many of our friends were so excited. Our family was so excited, like finally you guys are getting married. And right after we got engaged, we ended up booking this wedding venue in San Diego that had a 300 person minimum. And <laughs> totally cool if people have big weddings. Um I never wanted a big wedding like that. I booked it. Everyone was so hyped. We were FaceTiming everyone. We put our deposit down. And a month later, I was like, "Cena," I said to my fiance, Cena, I was like, we just booked a wedding that, like, I don't want to talk to 300 people on our wedding day, like being like, oh, you look great. Like, I'm like, well, I tried really hard today.
0: Like, thank you. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Right? <laughs> like, it's, I mean, I was like, that's not even what we want. I'm like, we literally just came to what we think that we should want. Mm -hmm. I'm not making any decisions like that. So we canceled it. And now we have a much better venue that's more aligned. But we have to ask ourselves that consciously because it's so easy, especially when you're building a business on social media or you're you're in a large community or you're around a lot of women that like are telling you, oh my gosh, you're this age, you should want a baby at this age, you should want to be doing this, you should want a six-figure business or an X amount of dollar launch. It's like, but do you really want to do the work that's required? And does that actually feel like the lifestyle that you want? So I just I'm so
0: passionate about this. So thank you for saying that because I just think it's so important, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely know. I love everything that you Mm -hmm. are sharing with us. You've dropped so much knowledge, so many insights. And I'm wondering what's like, what's a final nugget you can give us? Maybe it's something you've already talked about here that you want to give more on, or maybe something we haven't talked yet, but like if listeners are going to walk away with nothing else, Mm -hmm. but this give us what it is. Yeah.
1: I just really want people to think about how they're showing up. And if they can start to crank up the volume on being a more expressive version of who they are, Mm. the person that they are when they're with their best friend or their sister or their significant other, where you're just like a little bit goofier, or maybe you're just like kind of weird, or you've got these funny quirks. Like that is actually the secret sauce. Like that builds that connection. Like People so desperately right now want connection more than anything. Mm -hmm. And I think we get so worried about the presentation and the carefully curated what is it gonna look like? What's other people's perception of me? But in reality, the reason that i've been able to see the success that i've seen in business and feel more and more than the success feel fulfilled in the process is because i'm just trying to be more myself yep. and that's what i would have told my younger self is don't try and be what you think you should be don't try and water yourself down to fit into certain rooms or buckets or whatever you think you should be doing at a certain age or stage of life or stage of your career but instead say like i just want to be more myself because people can feel it like mm-hmm. in a world where there's a lot of noise People can feel if you just care about trying to be you and encouraging other people to be themselves. And that has been a huge um, contributor to the fulfillment that I've had in my life and
0: why I just know I'm not going anywhere in this space, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge part of what I talk about in teaching female entrepreneurs about using Instagram, which Mm -hmm. it seems so trivial, but on Instagram, there's so much noise. And I'm like, just tell your stories. Like, your stories are what set you apart. A million other people are talking about mindset or relationships or living Mm -hmm. your best life, but like what you bring to the table, you personally are your stories and that's, what's going to set you apart. And so like really leaning into that. I, I love that suggestion because in every area of our life, right. Business, personal, we're going to benefit from really saying this is who I am because we're going to start attracting the right people when we do that. Yep. Uh, So, so with you on that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's shift gears a little bit yeah. as we wrap this up. And I want you to tell us what have you been getting intentional about recently? I'm getting so intentional about my yeses and my no's.
1: And what I mean by that is I'm just getting really comfortable with saying no to things that don't feel aligned mm-hmm. because I'm not worried of as much. I used to, be more worried of like, oh no, what's this person going to think if I say no, are they going to think that I don't care about them? Are they going to, it's just, if it doesn't feel like a hell yes, I'm saying no right now. And then I'm saying yes to things that I am mildly curious in to learn more and constantly evolve. Cause I think sometimes we get caught in this like pattern of doing things that we do. And we know that this works and we just get kind of stuck in that, but I want to be constantly evolving and growing. So I'm saying yes to things that I'm like, Oh, I've never done that before. I'm going to go try that. Like whether it's just going to like a random class or like learning a new skill set or saying yes to a trip or doing something that's a little outside your comfort zone, Mm -hmm. but then saying no to things that you're like, I know that I'm just saying yes to this because I feel obligated. Like just, just say no, right? Just get, get less wishy-washy. That's I'm just get, getting very, very intentional. I'm so proud of myself for getting intentional about that because it's such an important skill set to learn and constantly develop. And I'm, I'm crushing that, Jessica. Right I'm Good. crushing it. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to do. We, I feel like we grow up being taught to just say yes because it's polite or just do the thing that yeah. the other people want us to do. And so really, and we're socialized on. as that, right? Yeah. Like
1: as women, it's like, Oh, just say, yes, be, be this way, be that way. It's like, I'm just going to say no, because I don't want to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) More power to you and you're happier and everyone else is happier. So it's exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast?
1: Yeah. Um, so my favorite social media platform is Instagram. It's at Kacia K-A-C-I-A dot Fitzgerald. Um, my podcast is called empower her. It's a Monday, Thursday podcast. Um, I'm super active on Instagram. I answer all my DMs. So like, if you guys listen to this podcast, tag us, like I'll definitely, um, reach out and I'm so happy that I got to be on your show. Thank you so much for yeah, having me.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited you are here. Thank you for sharing so much with everyone. And, um, it's been such a great time just nerding out over this topic with you.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Thank you, girl.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.